Hey everyone, welcome to the Geek Awakens, where the talk is geekier than mourning the loss of Jason Momoa's beard. <laughs> <laughs> Joining me tonight is Matt. Hello. Tabitha. Hi. And Lydia. Hi. And I'm Mitch. Um, fun fact, I had that written out Before earlier, I said yeah, something. earlier this afternoon, <laughs> and I almost said something when you mentioned it, and I was like, no, no, I need to keep this, I need to keep this genuine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. Alright, before we get started tonight, I have uh, Kristen and Gabriel, who have started a fairly new podcast. Um, and full disclosure, Kristen and I do go way back. So, uh, guys, how's it going tonight? Going pretty good. Going awesome. Awesome. Thanks for having us, man. Hey, no, no problem. So, the podcast is called Grey Muzzle Geekery. Uh, go ahead and tell us what it's all about. Well, the short version, go by the name, Grey Muzzle. So, we're a little bit older. You know, we're... Pushing, and we're getting close so, to our forties. Fair. You also lived a longer <laughs> life than me in some aspects. But yeah, we're getting a little bit older, so we realize that we have a lot of stories to tell, and that we have experiences that have seen the geekdom that we celebrate now grow up and go from something that was isolated and kind of quiet and kind of kept in the parents' basement to epics like Game of Thrones and D and D and his fifth edition, just you know, crushing it. And was it? Uh, a critical role being out there. So, yeah. so there's a lot of stuff that celebrates geekery, but doesn't touch a lot on an older perspective and seeing it as it's grown up. Awesome. We have a lot of young people that just are like, oh, geekery has always been cool, always been fun. Um, but it's something that some of us have had to grow into and being a little bit more loud and proud about it. Yeah, I, yeah, and, and definitely, like, you know, I can even remember, you know, back in high school with, you know, with you, Kristen, like, yeah, like, it, it was a definitely a different time, even that short amount of time ago. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sure. We were the weird kids sitting at the table at lunch playing card games and, and dice, dice. And dice games. Right. And now, if you haven't seen, you know, last Sunday's episode of Game of Thrones, you're the odd man out. Right. Yeah. Very good call. So, okay, so you guys just released your 10th episode. Uh, what gave you the inspiration to start this kind of broadcast? Podcast? How about podcast? Right. Let's go with that. Podcast. <laughs> podcast. Um, again, kind of the we are storytellers, or at least we pride ourselves to try to be storytellers. And a lot of it was us sitting around having a couple beers, which is why we drink on air or on our podcast. That you know, we I wanted to feel as if we're having a couple beers or having a couple drinks and just regaling each other with stories of situations that might have happened and kind of going on an outside view and looking at things that may intersect with the, the, the geekdom that we have. So it just turned into a, a question of like, oh, isn't it weird that this hobby or this fandom or this community is very much similar to this other one? And so when you start seeing the bleed between them, I just couldn't help but like, hey, we should record this. Yeah. Gabe and I are going on, you know, nine or ten years of friendship. So lots of conversations over the years of just, hey, what about this? Or how do you feel about growing up in this this genre? Or where did you learn how to be into fantasy or things like that? So it just got to be a interesting idea to record that chemistry. Yeah. And, and, and ultimately it comes out to it's a reason to hang out once a week. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, with four, four or five other hosts like you have, I'm sure getting together <laughs> schedules is, is hard enough. 
Yeah, yeah, that's, this is like literally the one night a week that we all have free, so yeah, I totally understand you there. <laughs> um, so, okay, so obviously our two podcasts have a lot of similarities, uh, which is part of the reason why I wanted to have you guys on. Uh, but the two of you do talk frequently on an aspect of geek life that we don't really cover our, on our show, and that's LARP. Uh, so for those who are not in the know, what is LARP and why should everybody be doing it? So, are you going to start with this one? Or? So, LARP stands for Live Action Role Play. And it's something I got into as I was actually coming out of college or out of high school into college. And honestly, it's something that we've actually been talking about just our last episode, uh, that it seems there's almost gateway LARPs now that nobody knows that they're LARPs, but like murder mystery parties. We, there's a there's a big negative connotation with LARP because we've seen enough of the memes and you've seen enough of the movies like role models and other things where it's just hitting each other with foam weapons and pretending you're kings and queens and whatnot. The thing is, though, is that the big thing about LARP in particular is that it does dance a line between what is LARP. I mean, again, murder mystery, uh, like a murder mystery party, you're given a character, you're given a set of rules that you have to operate around. Does that not make it? a live action role playing scenario. So looking at things like that and trying to focus on like, hey, what other forms of LARP? What other things that have LARP nature? And again, as I know Dusty or Kristen here has been playing for about twelve to fifteen years. Right. Um coming up twenty years. So there's a lot again, going back to stories, there's a lot of stories that have happened at these weekend long events. So what is LARP is yeah, you're given a character or you make a character. And for the particular games that we play, um, primarily, lately it's been a lot, uh, the game called Alliance, which takes place in uh, throughout Michigan and Illinois, and actually throughout the country, but right. the one we play focused on is in South Michigan near Detroit. And it's a, fa- a high fantasy-based game with elves, dwarves, all your typical Tolkien-type races and your D&D races, and it is a foam buffer weapon-based game where you hit each other with with these foam weapons, with hit points, everything else, right? Dungeons and Dragons. Catharticism to it. I, I, I guarantee it. Yeah, I mean, why do we play it? A lot of it is the escapism to it, too. It's nice to go away for a weekend and unplug and not have, you know, well, especially if you are, I know there's no politics, but how politics can be volatile. It's nice yeah. to turn away from Twitter. It's nice to get off of Facebook and not deal with things and go and play with your friends and hang out and tell stories to each other. And I know when I first started playing um, <coughs> Nero at the time, I had a lot of friends actually from high school and go, wait, you guys, you do this outside? And yeah, we go into the, like, as much as it sounds dorky, but we go into the woods and you have moments where you're up at two o'clock in the morning and see a meteor shower and you have a story that goes along with that and like atmosphere and stuff like that. So it, it's just a way to get out, meet people, uh, with sim- similar hobbies and really just be not yourself for a weekend. I would kill to not be myself, even for a day. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I was going to say, you, your last episode, you talked about doing the battle of the person that's trying to hire game developers to do the battle royale. Mm-hmm. That's essentially the same thing LARP is. You're just not doing it with airsoft and paintball. You're just doing it with manual. You're, you're, like, given, you're given a character sheet. and I'm, I mean, the last right. event we were at, we were in the woods and we all had our characters and we had the staff for South Michigan, what are they, like seven or eight deep, yeah. 10 at some point, like bombarding us in the middle of the night with monsters and we're constantly fending off that and then potentially not trusting your own 
like people you're the only people in town. Could could have turned into a battle royale. Who yeah, knows? Rogue ends up stealing from somebody that one of your friends that falls or something. It's 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 a very delicate line to dance in the social level in that game <laughs> or in game social levels as well. So it, there's a lot to it. And obviously, with any form of geekery or geekdom, you get out of it what you put into it. Yeah. So if you're gonna go there and just like, oh yeah, sure, I'm Steve the Barbarian and just kind of half ass it, then you're not gonna get the experience. But if you go in and whole ass it, <laughs> you're gonna have a good time. Nice. So okay, so on your last episode, you did announce that uh, you're uh, you're on Patreon. Uh, how can people find you on there? Also, we've kind of discussed getting a Patreon for our show, so we should talk off air. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well. <clears throat> Our, our Patreon, it's really easy, www.patreon.com slash graymuzzlegeekery, G-E-E-K-E-R-Y for people who don't know how to spell it. Um, we tend to use uh, Buzzspout for our main um, podcast host, but we have it to where we're able to be found on Google, on Spotify, on Stitcher, on iTunes. Basically, if you just go into any Google search, you could find Gray Muzzle Geekery. But we are also on Twitter at Gray Muzzle Geek. And we can be found on Facebook at Cray Muzzle Geekery. Awesome. So, okay, so um, is there anything else that you guys want to tell our audience? Uh, Kristen, this does not include any kind of old, embarrassing high school stories. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> oh, that, like, this took, okay, t- that, 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 that's, can't use that anymore. <laughs> um, no, uh, really, we just have a great time uh, talking and speaking about things that we're passionate about. And I personally, just being back from the last con that we went to, it's a, a door opener and be like, hey, we, we happen to give one of our cards, we have business cards, and we happen to hear somebody say, well, I'm not a gray muzzle, and we gave them our card. It was just like, well, actually. So it's just a kind of foot in the door to talk to people and find out what they're passionate about. And it kind of opened the door because some of us as geeks are not very charismatic sometimes. <laughs> As as we could be. Um, But you find things in common with people that talk passionately about what they love. And I think that's a big thing for us. And we noticed from your guys' podcast, too, is like we pride ourselves in being geeks. We pride ourselves in the excitement that we get from others as well. We want to share it. Uh, One of our friends, Travis, gave us a fantastic quote that we're actually thinking of closing out our show with now is that all of us are geeks in some way. And to not be one would mean to be you're living without passion. And that's the whole thing of we're, uh, yeah, fantasy football people that are geeks about fantasy football. You have, there's, yeah, but it's all, it's, it's all various forms of geekery that we want to touch on, especially ones that are a little less common, um, LARPing, for example. But we want to jump on them. We want to see who comes out of the woodwork. A little bit of shaking to see like, oh, hey, I'm interested in that too. And if it means getting one person excited about it, then we consider ourselves successful. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, so, Kristen, Gabriel, thanks for uh, thanks for talking to us. And when uh, when are new episodes released? We try to focus on releasing every Wednesday, come hell or high water. We we go for <laughs> slap uh, happy recordings. Sla- slap happy recordings. We release every Wednesday at eight a.m. Awesome. So, best of luck to you guys, and uh, keep up the good work. Hey, thank you for having us, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely. So, guys, it's happened uh, earlier this week. Spoilers for Endgame have leaked online. Surprise. Yeah, but like, we were kind of talking about this before you got here, Lydia. Like, I'm scared. (laughs) Like, I don't, I don't want to get spoiled. And it happened to me, it happened to me during uh, The Last Jedi. 
And even then, like, I think, what, the spoilers, like, started leaking out, like, that week, mm-hmm. if I'm yeah. not mistaken. We're, like, two weeks, well, now we're a week away, but, like, we were, like, a week and a half mm-hmm. away when, when, yeah, so it's, like, I'm just, I'm nervous, and I've, I've already said, like, if anybody that I personally know spoils Endgame for me, they are getting unfriended both on Facebook or whatever social media platform they did that on, as well as in real life. <laughs> you are dead to me. <laughs> I'm afraid of the internet. Like, after I saw that there were spoilers, I, like, closed everything out, and I'm like, I'm not going to get on social media for, like, two weeks. And I was like, I can be careful. I'll be all right. And now I, like, scroll with, like, trepidation. I'm like, scroll, like, glance, okay, keep going, keep going, scroll, glance, keep going, keep going. <laughs> I pretty much have gotten to the point where I'm just skipping over anything that has to do with Avengers as I'm scrolling. I'm like, I don't, if it says Avengers, it says Endgame, it says anything MCU, I'm like, nope, nope, not even going to look at the headline until after the movie. I made the mistake earlier today, it obviously ended up being okay, but like I was on Reddit and like the uh, the post had said something about like a new uh, Spider-Man Far From Home still was released or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is going to be harmless. Because, you know, like if it's been released, then obviously it's not going to be anything, right? you know. So I click on it, and then I see it, and I was right. It was, it was, it was fine. It was fine. But then I thought about it. I was like, it could. This could have ended up way worse. Yeah. Way worse. So, um, I did see this, uh, this article from it was Comic Book Resources, and they kind of gave some tips on how to maybe protect yourself. You know, between now and next week, or whenever you do see Endgame, and if you're not seeing Endgame within that first weekend, if you Unless you have a reason to not see it that first weekend. <laughs> then you deserve it. You, yes, you have a reason to not see it because, let's be honest, you could still get caught up, well, but it'd be tough. Yeah. <laughs> it would be tough. Well, there's a couple of theaters that are doing, like, what, a 44-hour marathon beforehand. Mm-hmm. Watch mm-hmm. all of them in the span of, like, two and a half days. None, none I local. have to work. Oh. Well, they're taking yoga breaks and bathroom breaks. I have to work. <laughs> Yoga breaks? Yeah. I mean, I, you would I, need stretching. I mean, I don't remember, I didn't, like, look at the specifics on the article, but, like, one of the places it was doing it was offering, like, this marathon they were going to do, like, designated bathroom, and they said yoga breaks. Which, I mean, if you're going to be sitting that long, you're going to need to stretch and do more than just walk to the bathroom. Yeah. But How no, intensive yoga are we talking here, though? It's not like Bikram <laughs> yoga, like, they heat up the room, and they're like, okay, guys, get off your yoga mats, and you're... No. Now put your hands by your butt. <laughs> goat yoga. <gasps> that would be amazing. <laughs> Sign me up. Fuck off work. <laughs> Side note, I saw something the other day that said something about yoga with lemurs. That sounds dangerous. But also fun. They're nosy little creatures. <laughs> <laughs> you would fit right in. Wow! Oh. You're not wrong. <laughs> Don't encourage me. <laughs> I forgot that was there. How convenient. <laughs> you are no longer safe. Uh, am I ever? No. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, anyway, so in terms of like protecting yourself against spoilers, like, it's going to be tough, mm-hmm. you know? Um, things like, um, well, like Twitter, I mean, they do have like a function that's called muted words, which I don't... I. I've all but stopped using Twitter, so mm-hmm. I didn't know that it was a thing. But um, you can basically filter out, you know, like anything that you want. Um, so obviously, titles such as Avengers Endgame or just Endgame, um, names of characters, uh, related terms like Avengers Infinity War, or also just generic t- keywords like MCU. Like, hmm. 
you know, you can mute those or whatever, and then once you have seen in-game, you can go and unmute them. Um, Facebook doesn't have that kind of feature. Uh, basically, your best bet on Facebook is if you know somebody who's like, they've done stuff like this before, <laughs> and you're still friends with them for some strange reason, um, just not a, not mute, uh, like unfollow, uh, snooze, that's the one. Oh, okay. You can like snooze, snooze, snooze your friendship with them. Yeah. <laughs> Can you do that in real life for people? <laughs> that would be amazing, actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, but <laughs> um, the toughest one though is going to be Instagram. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because mm-hmm. even though you can like uh, mute or whatever, but yeah. like at the same time, it's like if you're just scrolling, man, that image. Yeah, yeah you're right. That's that's going to be a tough one to yeah. avoid. Or even like not even just the image itself, but like. You know, like, well, take, for example, how I got spoiled with The Last Jedi. It was, like, one of those, like, memes. It was, like, four things that was always in your school lunchbox or whatever. And it was, like, (laughs) a little Debbie Brownie, potato chips, Luke Skywalker dies. And then I don't remember what the other one was. Oh, no! And, like, literally, it was that day when it happened for me. It was, like, oh, man. Yeah. That's brutal. I did yeah. not know that story. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So it's yeah. So I would have brought you flowers or something. <laughs> sorry for your loss. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So anyway. Um, but yeah. I guess just between now and then, good luck, everyone. <sighs> Stay safe out there, everybody. Yeah. It's it's a dangerous, <laughs> dangerous world. Uh, speaking of dangerous worlds, Tabitha. Um, you watched the first episode of the of the new season of Game of Thrones. I know you wanted to share some thoughts. I did. Um, it was slightly less epic than I was anticipating it to be, but simultaneously, like, all the stuff I didn't think would happen in the first episode happened in the first episode. Like, all the stuff that was, like, the big plot twists and things, I was like, all right, we're going to get through, like, a couple of episodes and then plot twists will happen. They were messing around. Like... There were, like, plot twist, plot twist, plot twist. And the thing I thought was going to happen in the first episode was that someone important was probably going to kick the bucket. Didn't happen. I did see that online, that there were a whole bunch of places that had Deadpools for the first episode. Uh-huh. And everybody hmm. was like, meh. Yeah, nobody, everyone is, everyone important is still living. So, that was amazing. I was, I was like, on the edge of my seat, like, oh, God, who's going to die? But we have an unexpected plot twist. Um, I think, and it's not been confirmed, obviously, we need more episodes, but I think they're kind of villainizing someone that I didn't think they would probably villainize. So <laughs> we're going to see how that plays out. So far, I'm not a fan. Episode was great, though. Like, it was, it was wonderful. The trailer even showed, like, John and Danny riding the dragons, and it was just like... Like, just like, <laughs> mouth open, like, ah. <laughs> but <laughs> ready for next week's episode. Not ready for someone to die, because they're not going to not let somebody die in the second episode. Right. So, okay. So, from, you know, from your first episode and from, you know, what you're feeling or whatever right now, and I realize that anything can change even with this next episode. Mm-hmm. As of right now, who do you think ends up on the Iron Throne? Oh, I have said this since the very beginning of time, and I think it's been a little bit more confirmed as we've gone. Um, I don't really want this to be what happens, but I think we're going to end up with a Lannister on the throne and literally everyone else dead. That's disappointing. I'm really sorry. I freaking hate the Lannisters so bad. (laughs) 
So you said that's not what oh. you want to have happen. What? Okay, so like in perfect Tabitha world. What happens? Jon Snow is the king of not only the north. <laughs> Jon Snow is... The north the, and the south? And the everything else. <laughs> and the west and across the narrow sea and everything. Like, literally nothing is left but Jon Snow and dragons and I'm happy. <laughs> also, I'm going to throw this out there. I have hated her since day one, page one, everything one. If Sansa Stark doesn't kick the bucket before the end of this season, I will riot in the streets. Because I I know she has this amazing character arc and she's such a strong woman now and I just want her to die. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's got to go. Like, go away. Tired of looking at your face. Didn't know you felt so strongly about oh somebody like that. When I came to the Sansa chapters in the books, I was like, oh my god, I don't want to. And I'd like kind of like skim read them. I'm like, shut up. No one cares. I mean, how Are many you done time, whining? How many times did you tell me that in the episodes that we watched? Yeah, I know. I'm like, oh my god, Sansa, go away. And like, she starts talking on the screen and I just shut down. I'm just like... <laughs> oh, I see that face. <laughs> that's a familiar have the shutdown face. But uh, I just I just can't. And like, that's all, my other fear is that might be somebody that might end up on the throne at the end. If that happens, George R. R. Martin is not going to survive the week, is he? No. <laughs> no, he's not. I will find him, and I will harm him. <laughs> I guess he really, really wouldn't be the only person to blame, because, I mean, he's... No, I mean, he's... Right, but his wife, point. I think we talked about it here on the show, like, his wife is, like, really attached to Sansa and Arya, and I don't think, I mean, for his, the same, like the sanity and the sanctity of his marriage, I don't think he would probably, I don't think he's going to do it in the book, but I don't think he'll kill them off either, so... Rock in a hard place. Like, I want her to die. His wife wants them to live. So, <laughs> <laughs> Who's more important? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> we, we did get a couple of trailers from the last time that we spoke. Sure, let's go with it. Um, <laughs> the first one was released, what, uh, when, when did Dark Phoenix release? It was just the um, other day. Tuesday? Yeah. I think yeah. So. yeah. What did you guys think? Did you get a chance to see it? I'm still real upset about Sansa right now, so... Not a good time to talk to me about Not a good time to talk to me about Who should have flipped trailers and talked about the other one first? I mean, Give her time to cool off. I'm really excited for this. I've been really excited for this since the beginning. Uh, Phoenix has always been one of my characters. She was my favorite character in the comics. Like, the dark side of her, obviously, because I am who I am. But... No. I know! <laughs> <laughs> I know I said it when Apocalypse Apocalypse came out. Um, I still need to get caught up on the mm-hmm. X Men movies. I, I stopped at First Class. Mm. I I even owned Days of Future Past because it was like I saw the DVD like it was <laughs> on sale like super cheap and I was like, okay, sure. So I still need to get through that and get through Apocalypse before you know Dark Phoenix. But I mean, but it looks it looks great. And like, what was it? I think it was like Quicksilver who was like, oh, we're doing uh, space missions now. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, <sorry. laughs> <laughs> um, the other trailer that came out, obviously, the one that we were all looking forward mm-hmm. to, mm. The Rise of Skywalker, mm-hmm. and we all watched it just before, uh, yeah. just before we went on air. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so like, one to ten uh, lightsabers. Just based on the teaser, I'm gonna go seven, I think. Yeah. I'm probably gonna go like eight, eight on the teaser. My lightsabers don't matter in this regard. 
<laughs> you still you still watched it, so yeah. Your lightsabers are just as important yeah. as everyone else's lightsabers. <laughs> I mean, it looked cool. I have no frame of reference for anything that has going on or evil laughter that was being ha- had, but I mean, oh, Tabitha. <laughs> no, I don't think it was her this time. It was a little deep. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I could like Palpatine laugh because I'm like Palpatine, like Ovaltine. <laughs> better than laughing Palestine. Oh my god! Your phone is trying to autocorrect you. Have you tried to type that in and got Palestine because I can't? I, I, I couldn't get it to work. I'm trying to text you and it's like Palestine, Palestine, Palestine. I'm like no! Palpatine. Damn it! Palpatine. Palpatine. <laughs> I was like yelling at my phone. It was in public. It's fine. <laughs> We almost got kicked out of Head West. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, sounds right. Stop screaming Palestine, man. <laughs> You've been flagged for every time you go into Head West from now on. They have your picture hanging up in the back. <laughs> Do not serve this woman. Palestinian flag hanging above my head. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give this eight lightsabers. It was mm-hmm. everything that I wanted. Um, the, the flip... Oh. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That flip oh. at the beginning is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I just really wanted to see her just cut that thing in half, though. I was a little disappointed that they didn't do that. Well, I just I know nothing about it, so that may not be relevant. <laughs> but I just wanted it to happen. I uh, I wish I liked Ray more than I like Ray. Ma'am? Yeah, I wish I wish I did, but I just she's a mediocre character for me. She has been since the beginning. You know, maybe this will maybe this will change change it. that. Maybe yeah. I need her to show a little bit more oomph than like like a little bit more like I don't know like not so much like I don't really know what's going on, guys. These are my wide scared eyes. Like get your <laughs> shit together. Like come on. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, like she kind of starts to head that direction at the end of the last movie, right? Like as she comes in and helps rescue everybody, but and she's. Gotta get there. I don't know. I think her flipping over. Like I, I think that's. I, I think she knew what was going on I there. Think her, I think her her Jedi skills are you know coming into what they're coming into. But it's her like her personality is just like merp for me. Like you've got all these people around her like being funny and being quippy and being like serious when they need to be serious and serious when they are funny when they don't need to be serious and doing different things and she's kind of just like. I've kind of noticed that from the trailers I've watched. Like, she always has the same expression. Maybe it's Daisy Ridley I don't like. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe I don't like her face. The Christian Stewart kind of thing? You don't like, like a lot got of one face. <laughs> now I'm imagining Kristen Stewart as Ray. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Kylo Ren. That's the secret of Rise of Skywalker. He's actually a sparkly vampire. <laughs> oh, my God. I'd almost watch that spoof movie, though. <laughs> Um, but yeah, okay, so, so you brought up the name, and, the, and then we're going to move on. But um, I don't know why, but I really like that name, The Rise of Skywalker. Uh-huh. I don't know why. Just like Maybe it's just because it's the end of you know the, the Skywalker saga, and so it's like, it. hopefully it's not like a, um, like going to be a turn or whatever yeah. and have like a dark ending, but it's like, I know that it's going to be like a, you mm-hmm. know. Well, it kind, of, it, it kind of fits along with the way The Last Jedi left a lot of things open to interpretation. Mm-hmm. Like, who is, you know, who? Wh- which Skywalker are they talking about? Right. And, you know, where is that going to come into play? And, you know, those types of things. So I think that lends itself to a healthy do- dose of speculation for for this movie. Yeah. I am fully and 
completely prepared to cry all the tears for mm. Carrie Fisher. Like that, like oh, the trailer, like yeah. I was like, oh god, I just got stabbed. Like it, ugh, ugh, it's gonna destroy me. I'm not ready. Yeah, I need a box of Kleenexes. Nobody let me forget that. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, all right. So moving on, um, we also got some information of a new. It's not being called PlayStation Five. No, not right now. It's not. There was some information that um, the head of not the head of PlayStation, but one of the guys that's in charge. Um, finally gave some information. There's been a lot of speculation lately in particular about next-generation consoles. So Mark Cerny showed off some of the components for their next-generation PlayStation. Um, Again, he said that they're not calling it the PlayStation 5, but it's still in development, who knows. But he let everybody know that there will be a high-spec solid-state drive, um, a GPU capable of supporting ray tracing, and it's going to support PS4 backwards compatibility, um, which a lot of people are super excited about because it means it won't be a download-only system. Mm-hmm. So there will be a disk drive um, because you'll have to to be backward compatible, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, it was This all came out during um, a meeting with Wired um, that the system is not going to be released in 2019, which nobody really expected that, you know. Um, but um, like just having some of these specs has gotten uh, you know as usual you know gets the internet all hyped up and excited because um with these with these specs that he's announced like it's proof that they're not just going to do like a half step up half half step up with the new system it's going to be a full blown like next gen console um with the way that they did PlayStation 4 and PlayStation Pro and Xbox 1 and the Xbox 1S like kind of half step steps up um so these will be full um, but really kind of like the biggest thing of the whole thing is this, the GPU um, and the ray tracing, which apparently I was looking at this and it's done in movies, um, but it's really hard to do for game systems and do at 60 frames a second on the fly as you're playing a game. Basically what it is, it takes, um, it generates an actual like better shadows and better lighting um, based on where the camera is. So right now, the way that the GPUs work is that all that stuff is pre-programmed to where the camera is. Like it's going like at this point, this pixel is this color and on and on and on. With this GPU, it sounds like they're hoping that it will be able to do this on the fly, which is really impressive because like movie studios that do that kind of stuff for, uh, for CGI for movies, they have farms of computers that like format this stuff, you know, for an, for one scene, you know, for one frame. Mm -hmm. So to be able to do this quickly and on the fly is, is huge. Um, but then they're also saying that it's going to support, um, up to 8k displays. So, wow. Yeah. So, and you know, again, not this year, don't really know anything more than that, but we finally got some specs, which is more than anybody had before this week. So, so, um, sticking with games a little bit, Matt, um, let's talk about uh, Fallen Order. So, last week, Star Wars Celebration in Chicago, which, sadly, none of us were able to go to. Don't remind me. Oh. <laughs> you didn't buy your Monday ticket. <clears throat> I, I was tempted. <laughs> Stupid responsibilities. Uh, but one of the things that came out of 
Star Wars Celebration is the information about a new Star Wars game, uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. There's a whole panel about it, um, but Respawn Entertainment, um, part of Electronic Arts, is working with Lucasfilm on the game. They've already got a release date, November 19th, for Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC. Um, this is going to take place after the events of Order 66 in Revenge of the Sith, and it is going to follow a surviving Padawan, Kale Kestis, um, and his droid BD-1. Um, as they are on run, uh, running from the Empire and, um, you know, it'll be him learning to use his force powers. It is a single player game, which is not something that EA or Respawn have really taken to with Star Wars titles. So that is the biggest news that everybody's super excited about. Um, <clears throat> and then the bad guy for this one is going to be, uh, the second sister, who is an elite inquisitor for the Empire. Um, she was teased in a recent Darth Vader comic. Um, and then also they're going to have Purge Troopers, which apparently actually showed up on stage at Star Wars Celebration and looked very, very menacing. Um, but their whole purpose is, after Order 66, to go and hunt down the remaining Jedi. Can they so. actually hit <clears throat> anything they shoot at? Mom, I guess no. we'll find out. <laughs> Lydia with the Star Wars Jedi. <laughs> Still the only one I got. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I really, I do like the idea that it is a single player game because that is, you know, that's, I'm not going to say it's the only thing that keeps me from playing games because I've got lots of reasons to not play games, but that <laughs> that is, that is a, a concern of mine because it's always been like, oh, well, you know, like, you know, I don't want to be dropped in the middle of like a, a battlefield mm-hmm. or whatever with a bunch of other people, you know, far and wide, like, let me play the game, yep. you know, and... Whatever. But no, that's... And BB-1, I need to... <laughs> I need to know more about this. <laughs> no, more, more, more about the droid. Yeah. Sticking with games a little bit, but gearing, changing gears to Tabitha. I don't know why I'm using my arms like that. Because nobody can see you but us. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> so, We're all very animated. Like, people can still see us. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> the heavens sometimes where I'd like, I would stare into the microphone and as if like I was staring into the camera. <laughs> <sighs> Old habits die hard. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Tabitha, let's talk about what Assassin's Creed is doing. Well, uh, as the world knows, Monday, uh, the Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris caught fire. Mm-hmm. Um, was not a total loss, thank God. Um, it is obviously going to be reconstructed since we didn't lose the entirety of the building. Um, the spire, obviously, on the top of the building burned. Um, most of the wood within... The cathedral left is gone, and the roof is essentially completely collapsed. That has been extinguished, obviously. They are planning to rebuild, and one of the things that's going to help them rebuild is actually uh, Assassin's Creed Unity. I have not played Assassin's Creed Unity, but I have watched somebody play Assassin's Creed Unity. And within the game, you're, it, like Notre Dame is one of your like main focal points. Like You're inside the cathedral, you can climb up to the top of the spire and look out over Paris and things like that. But when they created the game, they essentially like went in there and looked at all the architecture, looked at the texture of the stone, of the bricks, of everything, and scanned it in. And Digitally put it, mapped yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> 3D mapped it for the game. They're going to use those 3D maps and those scans that they used for Assassin's Creed for the rebuilding process. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Which, at this point, they have tons of donations 
from, you know, French billionaires and even, I think, Disney donated today, like, something like $5 million or something. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be rebuilt, and something that we wouldn't think would be able to help is helping. Yeah. I have been, like, real tore up about this. Like, I am, like, <laughs> I'm not okay. I was not okay on Monday. You were not. I was the very opposite of okay on Monday because of this, so. You were, you were KO. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> While I'm cutting that in, there's actually a little more to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think ne- next week they are actually having that game be free to download mm-hmm. for that purpose. I did see that. Yeah, they're like, and for and you can make like a donation or mm-hmm. something like inside the game for yeah. the rebuilding process. Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. awesome. So. Thing areas and things that you don't think would step up, stepping mm-hmm. up like Disney. Like I, I get it, Hunchback and Notre Dame. Yeah. But like <laughs> that's that's intriguing to me. Like Disney's like, hey guys, thanks for letting us scan your castle or your church. You got us some money. I mean, it's cool though that they went in and made such a concerted effort mm-hmm. to get the digital mapping for the cathedral. That now that they have that, you don't just have. The pictures and you have, mm-hmm. you know, the the plans or you have, you know, those other things. Like, as much as you, like, as much details may be in architectural diagrams or close-up photos, like, the way that they do digital mapping for games and stuff anymore is so detailed and so intricate that there's probably things in that, you know, in their system that might not be found in you know, the blueprints or architectural drawings or things like that. Mm-hmm. So that's... They basically have a 3D blueprint now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. Because of a video game about mm-hmm. things in the yeah. world. Yeah. 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 I mean, while they're, you know, there's going to be things in there that are, you know, lost forever, but th- if you can rebuild the structure... Also, if I see one more person online go, I don't understand why the whole thing didn't burn down. I'm going to punch them in the face. Do you not understand how stone works? <laughs> <laughs> It's stone. The things that are wood burn in the fire because it's wood. That's what it does. But the things that are stone didn't burn in the fire because it's stone. And that's how that works. Like, I wanted to, like, I have had to stop myself from saying terrible things to people on the internet all week (laughs) for just being so obtuse. Like, what is wrong with you? That's not any different than any other week. No, but this is, like, way worse. They're like... (laughs) All these things are just out on display. They, they're probably gone. I'm like, you don't think that the church that thinks it has the crown of thorns has that in some kind of fireproof safe. No, that's just, that's sitting on a McDonald's bag on the front row. Like, what are you thinking? <laughs> I don't get I don't Jimmy understand. was playing with it earlier. <laughs> Stupid Jimmy. They were juggling with it. Like, what do you what do you think happens with this? Like, these are artifacts. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Rage. Museum science. Rage. <laughs> so don't ever, like, get a job as, like, a uh, museum curator or anything like that. She would stab someone within the first five minutes of being at work. Are you kidding me? With the crown of thorns. Exactly. So that was one of my original college plans. And now every time I watch a movie and they're touching documents without gloves on, like, my... Mm. I rage. They're like, oh, look at this piece of papyrus from 400,000. Yeah, let me touch it with my oily, greasy fingers. And, like, I am just, like, seething. Like, I'm, like, breaking out into a sweat. Like, I can't watch it. Like, I can't watch people touch important documents without gloves on. <laughs> so you've never seen the Night at the Museum? That is my hell. <laughs> like, 
That is my hell. It's people standing in front of me, touching old pieces of paper with their dirty, oily skin. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever layer, whatever circle of hell that is, that's where I'm going. Because I'm just, oh, God, I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if we ever need information out of Tabitha, we know how to get her to talk. That's why I would make a terrible spy. (laughs) 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 We just touch the Declaration of Independence with my Cheeto hands. (laughs) I want to see this movie now. <laughs> <laughs> screw, screw editing this and releasing it. No, I'm writing this movie. <laughs> that episode's gonna be late this week, guys. <laughs> just by a couple of the, just by a couple of days, I, I'm feeling really inspired right now. <laughs> you let me know when you're done. I'll sell you the rights to my life. <laughs> so, um, so moving on, um, there is a GoFundMe out. Um, for uh, it's for the Children's Home and Aid to see an early screening of Spider-Man: Far From Home, um, and I will uh, put up the link to the GoFundMe in the description so that you know I'm not saying slash backslash etc. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's a residential uh, facility in Evanston, Illinois, and uh, they're wanting to send kids who are. Uh, at risk and disadvantaged, um, kids who have experienced trauma or abuse and also have uh, difficult mental health or behavioral challenges. Uh, so far, and I just looked this up, so as of 8-ish o'clock on Thursday, uh, they've raised, their their goal is $1,400, and so far they've raised uh, just shy of $1,200, dollars Nice. Uh, they do have a, a breakdown of, ex- of expenses, too, which I, which is nice. I mean, they're, they're justifying that $1,400 um, it's including uh, tickets for the 35 kids, uh, tickets for 15 chaperones, uh, and then also refreshments for the kids and the chaperones. Cool. Any additional funds uh, beyond the goal are going to be do- uh, donated directly to Children's Home and Aid. Awesome. Yeah. So um, it's a uh, the fundraiser. It's a joint effort by Pop Mythology. Uh, as well as Third Coast Comics. Okay. So, cool. Um, so yeah, so it's really cool to see something like that. You know, it, um, just to be able to get these kids who probably outside of this might not even get a chance to see this mm-hmm. movie. Uh, definitely, if you have anything to spare, definitely check that out. Um, all right, so Matt, uh, let's talk about what the Russo brothers are doing after Endgame. So after they solved the Snapture... Um, ah! I still love that. <laughs> I know. I have to use that because it's just so good. Um, they have signed with their AGBO Films company uh, a deal with MGM Library. With MGM. Uh, they're calling it an inventive deal, which is non-exclusive, but would include the brothers co-developing, co-producing, and co-financing all kinds of films for MGM. They will have access to basically MGM's entire creative library. Um, and the Russo brothers will be steering the refurbishment, as they're calling it, of the classic library titles. Uh, they've already got one kind of sort of in the works. Uh, they're going to do a remake of the Thomas Crown Affair with your best friend, Michael Bay Jordan. Ah, uh, sorry. My boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, don't get <laughs> don't get super excited because right now the writer they have attached to that uh, is Michael Carnahan from World War Z. Ew, gross. Yeah, no. <laughs> but uh, 
They've got that coming. They're also starting work on a live action slash animation hybrid uh, based on the classic Rats of Nim. Yes. Right? What? Yes. So, can, 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 you, can you do that one more time? What? <laughs> I can. Um, they already have a director for that project. It's James Madigan. Okay. So they've already got a couple of things that they're starting to work on. Um, like I said, they're not going to be behind the camera, but they're going to be helping like generate the ideas for this. But the other thing that this article mentions is some of the other things that MGM has in its library, which might be worth revisiting. Uh, there is Poltergeist. Ooh. There is the Pink Panther. And it's a mad, 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 mad world. Just as a couple of examples of stuff that they have that they have. So, like, the Pink Panther is in, like, the cartoon or the Steve Martin version? No, I think the Steve Martin, Inspector Clouseau mm-hmm. one. Um, MGM's chief operating officer, Chris Brereton, uh, is super excited about it, though. He said that Joe and Anthony's track record speaks for itself, and they look forward to working with their team to bring new and exciting projects to life on the big and small screens. Ooh. So, uh, we'll see what comes of this. Obviously, the Russo brothers are super tied up with the end of Endgame right now. But they've got plans afterwards, so we'll see see what we end up with. Nice. <clears throat> so, um, it was Hulu announced on Friday the uh, the release date for the eight episode of Rock Mars Revival. Uh, I know you're super excited about it, Tabitha. Um, That's her excited face. <laughs> um, it's July 26th. <laughs> uh, I did also um, notice that uh, a couple of the new cast members for this revival include not only Patton Oswalt. But J.K. Simmons. Simmons? Ooh. Simmers? Simmers. J.K. Simmons. Um, That's his cooking show. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was amazing. That was- it's on the Food Network. J.K. Simmers. <laughs> I love it. <sighs> I'll be back. I need to send an email. <laughs> but yeah, but I'm... I am on board. I was already on board, but like with those two added to the cast, I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, totally. So, a um, little bit of things to talk about in comics world. Uh, the first one is actually this uh, this book that I picked up. Um, I had seen some hype about it, and so I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I might need to check this out. <clears throat> so, uh, released yesterday, it's from Ahoy Comics. It's uh, called Planet of the Nerds, and it's <laughs> written by Paul Constant with... Uh, uh, main story art by, by uh, Alan Robinson, and then the backup stories by Randy Elliott, uh, art-wise. So basically, it's about these um, three jocks who bully this nerd in the 80s. Okay. And then the jocks accidentally get cryogenically frozen, and they end up in today's world, and they come across like a big uh, Comic-Con in Pasadena. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it's so now you know like they come from this world where you know it's it's acceptable to beat up on nerds and now it's like oh hey nerds are cool nerds yeah. rule the world <laughs> <laughs> um, and one of the things I really liked about this was like in the eighties the art style was like eighties comics okay. and then nice. once they come to present day it gets modernized oh, yeah cool. that's awesome oh, nice. yeah so um, and also the backup story was cool because it. Uh, it directly tied into the first story. Okay. You know? So it's not like it's just like, oh, hey, here's the side story that you don't really need to care about. Like, no. Like, it, it actually, it, 
you got to see things from actually with the backup story, you got to see things more from the uh, from the nerd's perspective. Oh. Okay. So um, really cool. Um, definitely more mature. I mean, not like bloody or anything. No. But, you know, it's got some language to it, so but, but it's, it's fine. I'm in my mid thirties. I can you I can, can handle, handle it. it. <laughs> I can take it. Um, but yeah, so uh, definitely definitely check that out. Uh, also, we've got. I think this is the last bit of Star Wars news. I hope this is the last bit of Star Wars news. Star Wars? I can't talk. What's my problem? It's not new. That's a long list. <laughs> oh! Winnie with a clap back. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. Sorry? Uh, um, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> so, uh, Marvel has announced a uh, list of one-shots uh, leading up to, leading up to uh, The Rise of Skywalker. Um... It's uh, the the series of one shots is called the uh, the Age of Resistance. Uh, the first one is going to deal with Finn, um, and it deals with his earlier days when he was a stormtrooper. So we get to see Jander Finn, which is fun, <laughs> right? My favorite. <laughs> um, we also are getting a one shot based upon Ray, uh, Poe, Hux, and then also Captain Phasma, um, which again is going to be dealing with her earlier life. Um, which it's kind of sad that that's the most that we get out of Captain Phasma. Yeah, mm. they're only doing that because that's all we got of Captain Phasma, yeah. and the internet was mad. Let's get real. <laughs> I'm still holding out hope that she comes back. Probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. but still, um, there is also going to be Star Wars: Age of Resistance uh, special Holdo or Hold Holdo. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, it's not. It's not, a, it's not a Game of Thrones Star Wars match. <laughs> well, I'm, sure that's, so I'm sure that's out there somewhere on the internet. Yes, um, fan fiction. Yeah. Woo. Mm-hmm. So um, that series is going to feature uh, G. Willow Wilson and Tom Taylor, with among others. Uh, so it's got the main story. It follows uh, Holdo, uh, Maz, and BB-8. Okay. Nice. So, Yes. Your best friend, BB-8. And Maz, which is another character that, like, we got to see, like, one scene of in uh, The Force Awakens, mm-hmm. and then she, what, was, like, in five minutes of The Last Jedi? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of like, oh, hey, we forgot about her. Let's <laughs> let's throw her in real quick. <laughs> oh, yeah, where'd you go? So, um, but yeah, so, um, like I said, the first one, Finn, number one, it's going to come out in July. So, um, all right, so one last bit of comics news. Uh, Saga... Uh, has it's been announced that uh, Saga Compendium uh, One is going to be it's it's a collection of all fifty four issues that have been released so far. Uh, it's going to come out in October, um, and then also they announced because Saga is on hiatus right now, and so they've announced that with issue fifty four that is the midpoint of the series. They have announced that they plan to end the series at issue one hundred eight. Okay. So. Um, which is good because I, I, I'm always a fan of things that, hey, we know when we're going to end, so right. yeah. we don't spend, you know, like, seasons or, in this case, you know, like, issues upon issues of, oh, I don't know where we're going to go from here. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, which, you know, it gives me a, an excuse to get caught up on Saga. Um, that's one of those, like, I started to, and then I stopped. I want to, but I can't. I'm sure I told you guys the uh, the laundromat story with Saga. No, or... but were you reading it and it got it appropriate and you were in public? Because <laughs> I've been there. I've done that. I'm like, oh, that's a nude man with a TV head. Are there children in <laughs> Children slash judgy adults. You know, either way. But... 
Yes, that <laughs> happened to me, and it was very awkward. Yeah, I've been there. I feel your pain. <laughs> so, um, Tabitha, you got a little bit of news on In the Heights? We do. We have some casting news. Um, Lin-Manuel has announced that uh, Daphne Ruben Vega and Stephanie Beatrice are going to be in the In the Heights film. And we've also um, found out that Dasha Polanco from Orange is the New Black will also be appearing. Um, we've already got our main characters. Um, Melissa Barrera is playing Vanessa. Leslie Grace is playing Nina. Anthony Ramos is playing Usnavi. Uh, Corey Hawkins is going to be Benny. Still really bitter about that. Vega will play Daniela. Beatrice will play Carla. And Blanco will be in the role of Kuka. Okay. Those are like background characters and nobody really cares, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm a little bitter about it, but it's okay. Um, Mostly I'm still just really broken up about uh, Christopher Jackson not playing Benny. Because that was what we thought was going to happen for a hot second. And no, it's not. And I'm upset. Um, it's going to be directed by John Chu, which we already knew. Um, and it's shooting this summer in the New York neighborhood of Washington Heights. Cool, oh, nice. Doing it on, they were doing it on location, so that makes me happy. Like, awesome. Like, literally Real location. Amazing. Yeah, like, not like... Not just, hey, we're doing it in New York. Like, yeah. no, like... We bring it in the Heights to the Heights. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, being that, like old fart that's like gonna be unhappy that that's going on like oh yeah everybody's gonna like there's gonna be people that are gonna be like man get off my porch (laughs) (laughs) i would say lawn but it's washington nights there are no lawns (laughs) they're just porches (laughs) get off my stoop (laughs) get off my stoop (laughs) so um matt let's talk about um twitch for a minute uh you know (laughs) Another day, another social media presence getting in trouble because of poorly thought out everything. So, a Lithuanian streamer on Twitch, she is known as Karapups, uh, Karina Martsinkovich. She has been banned from Twitch after streaming, after having a stream in which she decided that she was going to don blackface makeup uh, in order to represent a character uh, to cosplay as a character from Apex Legends. Obviously this caused a lot of uproar to the point where she has been banned from Twitch. The character uh, AJ Che or Lifeline is a female person of color who operates as a combat medic. Uh, during her stream, she puts on the makeup as well as has her hair up, like has, you know, basically the costume as such. Um, and that's where the start of this, like people get, got mad because like, well, all you needed was the costume to know who she was playing as. Um, and her, her defense is that she didn't mean it to be offensive. She just wanted to be as similar to Lifeline from Apex as possible. Uh, it wasn't, and sure, quote is, uh, it wasn't mean to have a joke on anyone. It was just cosplay, guys. Uh, she did put up an apology video, which it's obvious that English is not her first language. 
Uh, there's it, it's broken English. There are cuts in the video where obviously she's having issues finding the words. Uh, it, it cuts, you know, as she's reading uh, what seems to be as a script, and she reiterates that she wasn't trying to be offensive. But I mean, in today's world, you I, I don't I don't care whether it's in Eastern Europe or whether it's in the United States or Canada or wherever. Like that's just not something. It's not something you do. Like, and again, like, put on the outfit. Everybody will know who you are. Like, there's nothing else that would have been necessary to, you know, determine which character she was trying to play. Why she thought this was an okay idea to begin with, I don't know. And she, her, I watched about three quarters of her apology video. And it's basically her over and over again. Like, "I I didn't mean to be offensive. I'm sorry. Okay, maybe you didn't, but you got to think these things through before you do things like that. Now, okay, <clears throat> to play devil's advocate for just a minute. Knew that was coming. <laughs> okay, so you said you watched part of the apology video. How sincere do you think she was in, in, with her apology? Initially, the apology seemed more sincere. Mm-hmm. As the video went along, she kind of starts like laughing and like like really like smiling as she's. And I don't know if it's maybe because she thinks that it's entertaining that her English is poor. No. But in part, like I don't think the video needed her apology video needed to be like five minutes long. State your apology, state your facts, mm-hmm. be done. The fact that you're continuing to go on and on and on and repeating yourself over and over makes me feel like it's less sincere that you're just filling space. Okay. Because where I was going with it, I mean, like, I don't know Lithuanian culture, mm-hmm. you know. Obviously, obviously, I'm not condoning it at all. But maybe it's not a, as big of a factor in Lithuania as it would be here in the United States. If it was, you know, some, if it was, if she was an American person on Twitch doing this, like, okay, you should know better, and she probably sh- should still know better. In today's world, just because you have that access to the mm-hmm. internet, obviously she has access to the internet because she's on Twitch, um, which is why I was kind of asking how you know how sincere her apology mm-hmm. was because maybe you know like I I could see this as just a cultural misunderstanding, cultural misunderstanding, and just plain not being I'm not trying to be mean here, but just plain ignorance. Mm-hmm. She you know? does say in the video she didn't understand the implications of what blackface meant. Mm-hmm. So that could be a possibility. Yeah. At the same time though, like you've you've made a mistake on the internet. So it's there yeah. forever. It's there forever. <laughs> like you can't just do your like, hey guys. My bad. Super sorry, my bad. Like you, that you've made a mistake on the internet. Like you haven't like tripped walking down the street. Like you've made a mistake on the internet and at this point the mistake you've made on the internet has become obviously longer. national news because we're in Springfield, Illinois and we know about it. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that story is going to live longer than you will. Right. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's man, that's that's really that's an unfortunate mm-hmm. thing to even think of and be like, oh hey, let's yeah, let's do this. Like, I, I, I do agree with you 100%. Like, you could have just been in the costume and just been done with it. You know, and that's really how it should be when you're cosplaying as mm-hmm. characters from a different background as you. And especially in, and if you've if you've looked at pictures of cosplay from any convention anywhere, like you know, the whole flipping a character to fit with 
you mm-hmm. is part of what cosplay is about. Like, mm-hmm. you know, gender bending, you know, cosplays and things like that. So there's no reason to add in race of any sort to a cosplay. There just isn't. You know, after talking about this, I need something kind of more uplifting to talk about. So, Tabitha, let's talk about Houston Kid. (laughs) Okay, so we're getting, I mean, this has been a program for a while, but we're getting more books in space. So... Books in space! I'm sorry. It's okay, I'll forgive you. On April 26th, uh, SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket is scheduled to launch from Kennedy Space Center. And the children's book written by Houston Kid will be on board. The book is called Willow in the Water. And this guy is geeked. Like, he is, like, an astronomy nerd anyway, so he is, like, super into this. Um, The program Storytime from Space is who's putting this on. They are a program that is a nonprofit um, of the Global Space Education Foundation. They routinely do this. Like, there's been videos on the internet, obviously. Um, The books sent to space, the astronauts are recorded reading the books, so the videos can be seen by children. They essentially, you know, pump them into schools and on the internet and whatever. Um, but this book is a little different, and I love this book because it is about a water bear, the little microscopic, Aww. chubby little brown tan creatures. Um, this, they, I mean, they kind of look like the little caterpillars from Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. You guys know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, this uh, book is also kind of a superhero story. So although she's small, she has power to fly and travel and live in different climates. Um, and there's a quote from the book that says, I wish I was a superhero. I'd save people and everyone would know my name. And her teacher responds back, but what if I told you that you're already a superhero? So this is a nerdy superhero story written by a nerd going into space. Like if I was this guy, I would have probably fainted. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. He, I have, you don't right? know. I'm like, super excited to watch this video. Like I love this program the entire time. Like I think I've watched every video they've released so far, but like, this is amazing. Like. You get a book, you get a kid in the space, you read to the kids. Like, as an adult, that's cool. Like, I can't imagine what I would have been like if I was, like, seven. Like, oh, my God, I'm getting a story time from an astronaut. I'm like, in space, woo. But, yeah, like, yeah, Kid Mitch is really wishing that this was a thing when, you know, he was still alive. Right, same. They could have showed this on Channel 1 in the morning, and we would have all been very excited. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so, um... All right, so we've got just a little bit of time left. We've got a couple of food stories. We haven't had a good food story in a while, so we've got two of them. Uh, Lydia, we're going to start with yours. Yeah, so on 420, apparently Carl's Jr. is going to be testing a CBD-infused burger. Um, But reading the description, apparently, it's not actually the burger. It's just the sauce on top of the burger that has the CBD in it. But they're releasing it one day only in... At one location in Denver. Um, yeah. I don't know why, but apparently CBD food is becoming a thing. And I don't know, guys. It looks like a real high quality burger to me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Oh, did you even. Did you even notice how much they're selling the burger for? I didn't. We're uh, $4.20. 20, that's right. I did see that actually. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, they should for that. I mean, it's... (laughs) Yeah, they're going to test it, and it may end up actually being added to the menu if it does well enough. Which I could see, A, it's 420, B, it's in Denver. It's going to sell well enough. (laughs) Yeah, Um, absolutely. But I could could see that, you know, being, being added to a... 
whether it's just as a regular menu item at that location or as a regular menu item company wide, um, because I mean that's that is kind of become the new the new trend the new fad. I mean you know even even just here in Springfield you know like um, even though like you know Illinois is looking towards legalization you know like there's you do see all these like uh, CBD oil places mm-hmm. you know and, and not just places that are like. Um, you know, just for that, but I think even like you know, I think it's Penny Lane or whatever is advertising that they sell CBD oil. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a thing. Yeah. It's you know whether it's a fad or whether it's here to stay. I mean, it, it is a current trend right now. So I could see um you know a big nationwide company yeah. like that capitalizing yeah. on it. I like the name of it too. It's the Rocky Mountain High Cheeseburger Delight. Apparently, it's got two ba- two beef patties, pickled jalapenos, pepper jack cheese, and waffle fries, and about five milligrams of hemp derived CBD extract. So you're going to get heartburn, but you're going to be really relaxed about it. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best kind of heartburn. <laughs> so yeah, if you're in Denver, go get a burger. And yeah. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe you can also pair that with this other um, product that, that I found out about. I actually I actually found out about this from my roommate. He, he was telling me about this. And um, so... Cadbury, it's Easter time, you know. Um, they are teaming with uh, Heinz to make a Easter themed product. Oh, no. I saw this. Oh, this no. does not need to Please be a no. thing. Yeah, it's called Seriously Good Mayo. So it's oh yeah, I saw this. Cadbury no. and Mayo. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, um, you guys should be lucky. It's only available in the UK. If it was here, you all know I cannot stand mayonnaise. I would have bought a bottle of it, and we all would have tried it. Oh, God. By we all, you mean you. you. <laughs> yeah. Mitch holds us all down and forces force feeds us Cadbury mayonnaise. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Basically. So, I'll be honest. Like, this is an unpopular opinion, but I don't like the regular Cadbury's anyway. I like the caramel better. This sounds absolutely freaking so disgusting. So is it the cream that's in the Cadbury mixed with mayonnaise? I'm hoping so. Like, I don't want, like, chunks from of chocolate in my mouth. That's basically oh. what it is, is the cream from Either the Cadbury. Way. Yeah. Oh, no. Like, what would you use this on? <laughs> well, glad to ask. <laughs> I'm not. I take Get that. It, Lydia. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, I trusted you. So according to, I think it was like a... Uh, press release or whatever, uh, from Heinz. They said that it's meant to dollop on waffles or crumpets. Uh. <laughs> no. I can't. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd rather have that with waffles than chicken. You get it both. I'm just gonna throw that out there. So, Heinz brand manager uh, Martina Davis, she said that it's unlike anything you've ever tasted before. Gee, and Martina, I wonder I why. You, I believe you wholeheartedly. Yeah, Ugh. it's being sold at a Heinz Cadbury pop up store in uh, London's Eli's Yard. So, if you if you live in London, and I guess it's available from uh, Thursday to Saturday. It's a very small window of time. Yeah. So if you, if you thank live, God, it doesn't need to be around any longer than that. If you if you live in and or will be in London and you happen to get this, um, don't, don't do not send it to us. Customs will stop it. Be, You'll get in trouble. You'll go to jail. Don't do it. <laughs> Let me know if if you're in if you're in London. Don't listen to these people. We're these people now. You hear that? We're these people. 
It's okay. Mitch, I do have one final question for you before the show is over. I'm terrified. How did you celebrate National Sin Nudes Day? Because <laughs> that's today. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, I forgot! <laughs> I mean, you still have some time. It's not over till midnight. Just be wary of any snap chats that you might get from Just me. Just gonna not open my phone <laughs> until 12.01 a.m. I mean, it would still be there, though. <sighs> yeah. You can delete it. I figured out how to do that. You can oh. delete Snapchats without... I'll teach you my ways. Yes, please You can do. delete them without opening them. <laughs> I mean, don't worry about it. Like, it's, it's safe. Like, that's not that's not happening. Just, to, just so that we're all clear and everything's on the table. Like... Ew. <laughs> oh, no. No. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> That's what I wanted to happen. <laughs> and and a happy Sin Nudes Day to you. So, <laughs> so that is all the time, thankfully, that we have for this episode of The Geek Awakens. We'll be back next week, but in the meantime, we'll be posting news on Facebook, Twitter, and I don't know, maybe Instagram, maybe not Instagram, because I'm scared of in-game spoilers. Um, <laughs> I'll take over the Instagram until in-game's done. How's Fair that enough. Fair That's enough. a really good idea, actually. <laughs> so we'll be posting news there throughout the week. Uh, be sure to follow us there while you're there. Give us some feedback and tell us what cool stuff we're missing out on. From all of us at The Geek Awakens, thanks for listening, and we hope you'll be back next week. Everybody, say bye. Bye! bye.